Welcome to the metaverse. It's Facebook's world, we'll just be living in it. But probably not for another decade-ish. How seriously should we be taking the recent rebrand and the flashy fantasy world painted by their latest keynote? And will the social media giant be able to break away from the current issues plaguing the platform to actually make this all a reality? This is Life of the Brand. Welcome to Life of the Brand, where we talk about the things that interest us in our industry and share how you can apply it in your journey as a business owner or advertising professional. I am Kevin Wade, here with Brian Wink, and today we're going to talk about something uh, fun, Brian? Fun? I, I guess you can say that. <laughs> something interesting, right? Um we we uh, I feel like a lot of our episodes that we've done over the past uh, year year and a half have focused around uh, big brands and big companies making some big changes. We've talked a lot about Google. I think we've talked a bit about Amazon in the past. We've talked um, and even talked about Facebook, and we are going to uh, return to the Facebook world today um, because in case you've been living under a rock or somehow have negated the influence of social media or online. Uh, information on your life. Uh, congratulations. Tell us how to do it. But for those of you that have not heard, uh, Facebook has undergone a massive, massive rebrand. Um, we talk about this rebrand and give kind of our unfiltered first reactions in a much longer, um, a much longer podcast live stream called The Break Room. The Break Room is a, is a live stream on Facebook and YouTube that we do every other Wednesday with members of, uh, of our office at Griffin Wink Advertising. Brian, you were in on that one. I was. And we basically just did our first I was reactions. in the metaverse break room. The metaverse break room. Yeah, but not the way that the metaverse wants you to be in the break room. <laughs> right. Not yet. <laughs> you were there. But, in but the, I was I was there artificially. You were in the break room about the metaverse, which is what we're going to talk about today. But we are going to uh, speak a little more concisely, give some uh, reactions based on now a few weeks of this being out there. Um, but if you would like to kind of hear some of these kind of unfiltered thoughts and reactions, go check out The Break Room. Uh, they're on our social media channels at Griffinwink, or you can search The Break Room wherever you listen to podcasts. So... Brian, I'm going to break this down real quick. Uh, we're going to give kind of a minute primer on Go this, and then we'll jump into it. So Facebook decided, basically this all stemmed from Facebook deciding that they were going to restructure themselves under an umbrella company, and they called this company Meta, M-E-T-A. Now, all of Facebook's or Meta's uh, entities, including Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, Oculus, and a slew of others, now fall under Meta. This is the same thing that Google did a while back with Alphabet. Google kind of did it a little bit under the radar and restructured um, pretty quietly. Facebook did not. Facebook wanted to let everybody know that we they had restructured into Meta and to introduce Meta to the world. The keynote at their annual event where they roll out new products and information was a little different. It was a hundred percent surrounded, a uh, hundred percent uh, around 
this idea that Mark Zuckerberg called the metaverse. And this was very interesting. They didn't even necessarily touch that much on Meta as this new umbrella company. They didn't necessarily touch on um, what that would mean for uh, all of their subsidiaries, um, what that means for the business. They, they basically made the entire keynote about the metaverse. Now, the metaverse is Mark Zuckerberg's vision for what he calls an embodied internet. So the idea is that Every interaction that you make online right now, from interacting the way we are, uh, oh, you know, over a, a video chat or an audio chat, to commerce, to advertising, to business, to entertainment, all happens through the use of virtual and augmented reality. So he's basically inventing Ready Player One. Uh, or saying that here within five to 10 years, we are going to exist in a universe basically like Ready Player One, if you've all read the books or seen the movies. So this idea that all the meaningful interactions that we already have online are going to take place in virtual reality. Now, we found this very interesting because Facebook's facing a lot of other fire right now. Class action suits, um, you know, leaks, whistleblowers, but Everything that they did in this keynote seemed to want people to pivot away from that perception of Facebook and move into a new warm, fuzzy feeling towards the company Meta and their, their far-off fantasy world called the Metaverse. Did I pretty much explain that well, Brian? Uh, yes. <laughs> it's it, it's very interesting. And so uh, rather than jump back into the, oh, why did Facebook do this? Um, you know, wh what other motives did they have? Was this really just to pivot people away from from the, the, the negative perception of them? And what is this going to mean for, uh, you know, the future of privacy and all this stuff? I want to focus on basically five things that I think are going to come from this announcement, not not from the inception of the metaverse, which they say even them, they say this is five to 10 years off. What is going to practically happen now that Facebook has announced that this is where they want to see the future of social media and the future of the internet go? And so that's what I want to talk about here in the time we have and see if we can have a conversation about maybe what practically we are going to see here uh, and what can we actually act on. Yeah, I, I think, you know, there's several aspects of this that we need to discuss and, and one of them and they all pertain to the, the same thing. You know, Facebook is putting an extremely large focus and a large amount of money into the development of their portion of the metaverse. And, and I think, it you know, there's several aspects of it, but the success of the metaverse is going to depend on several different things that Facebook does. Uh, you know, what's going to happen with the government regulations? What What is, how clear are they going to be on what their portion of the metaverse is going to, mm -hmm. to pertain to? Um, and, you know, a lot of it is, can they answer the questions that are haunting them now? Ultimately, what you're talking about with their decision to do this is they're hitting the reset button. Mm -hmm. You know, they're kind of going and doing this whole, well, if we could do it all over again, what would we do differently? That's that's really what Facebook's doing right now. Um, and is it a little bit too late? I mean, yeah. 
you're pretty far down a, a rabbit hole. And, and here's the problem with, with what they're doing now versus what Google did when they were in the same situation and, and how they handled it. Yeah. Google did it very quietly and went about their business as normal and addressed the issues as they, they came up. Facebook has taken a much more public um, beating and, and really have not done anything to address any of the issues that people are upset with. Yeah. It seems you know, like they, Zuckerberg was, I think there was an article that said, uh, Meta is uh, sp- explained simply as Mark Zuckerberg inventing a universe in which Facebook is not the evil empire. Right, right. And and that's the thing. But but that also goes to ask the, the questions. If, if they aren't acknowledging the issues that, are substantial right now then what makes us believe that they're going to do anything differently in this new environment that they're building yeah if if nothing else they're going to make it worse yeah and there was of course part of the keynote where there was the very politically correct conversation between mark zuckerberg and one of his uh one of one of one of his you know key decision makers and it was uh, all about like oh well yeah well absolutely the metaverse is going to have to have privacy is absolutely paramount and you know we're going to have to have all of these different things in place to make sure that people are protected um you know but at the same time they basically in another part of the keynote said uh yeah well we are not the metaverse we just exist within the metaverse so it's this idea that facebook is wanting this concept to take on a life of its own inside which Facebook provides the majority of the goods and services and operations. Um, but it, 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 it uh, I don't know, is that a move to try and take some of the, you know, some of the responsibility off of them to be the ones that implement these privacy practices? If they're saying, oh, no, it's going to be up to the free market to create a system that is safe, we'll kind of help with that. But it's going to be kind of up to everyone to build this together in a beautiful, harmonious system where we just we, we are just the uh, the starting point. Yeah. So when we had our break room, I had some very specific opinions in that direction. <laughs> and I'm not going to say that I'm changing my tone any. Yeah. But I will say that I've done more research since the break room and I do have a different um, take on it. And that is really what Facebook's trying to do right now is they're trying to shed responsibility. And so that they don't have to change their their practices. I mean, let's just be honest, without political implications or anything else, no Mm -hmm. political statements, you know, the question that that takes place right now is, at what level is Facebook responsible for moderating hate speech, Mm -hmm. for misinformation? You know, or or um, the spread of uh, different political views that are already proven to not be non-factual. However, you want to address it. Mm-hmm. Okay, at what role does does Facebook have in making sure that this is is taken care of? The political side out of it. Okay. I don't want to talk about the misinformation. I don't want to talk about the vaccine conversation. I don't want to talk about any of that. But one thing that I do feel like uh, they do have a responsibility for is the hate speech. Yeah. And the question is, if they're not taking on any type of accountability or responsibility 
then why in the world would we want to shift to a world in which they're shedding even more responsibility? Mm-hmm. Like they're they're posturing and positioning themselves right now to not have to take on responsibility in the metaverse. Yeah. Yeah. And so that in in itself is a very scary aspect of if if they're going to become such a big player in this metaverse, then you know, is that the the metaverse that we want to participate in? Now, there's a lot of people that are going to have different points of view on that. I'm not a big. I don't Facebook as it is right now. I, I have an account You're already a that I use for yeah that I use for for work purposes. But other than that, I don't I don't post on there. I review it. I look at it. I don't post on Facebook. I don't post on Instagram. Um, I do TikTok. I'm not not going to lie about that. I don't post on TikTok, <laughs> but I do get on there and, and skim through TikTok. But, um, you know, I think there's there's aspects of the two dimensional world in which allows us the ability to do some of those things. When you get into the three dimensional world and the augmented world, you're talking about opening up areas in which um, will engulf our lives even more than we use right now. Oh, yeah. And and. You know, there's a lot of great aspects from it, just like there were a lot of positives in getting the Internet off the ground and, and up and running and everything else. But are we paying attention? Have we learned our lesson from the two dimensional approach Internet, before yeah. we start moving into this other other direction? That's that's a yeah. question I, I have. Yeah. And that may be the biggest barrier to a lot of this, um, you know, coming to fruition here within the next few years. But um, kind of here, here, here are my thoughts then. Here, here's the first thing that I think is going to come um, from uh, Facebook's announcement about the metaverse because it's all still speculative right now, right? This is all hypothetical. They're working towards it. It's coming soon. We're, we're putting partnerships together, that sort of thing. Um, no, they're already there. Like they, they've already changed it. So when you open your Facebook app, it says from meta. No, no, no. no like I mean the metaverse, the, the virtual reality. Oh, the metaverse it. itself. The whole okay. metaverse itself. Okay. But yeah, so they're saying, and I've been getting ads on the meta business manager and all that that stuff that we would get as advertisers. But ultimately, this is what I think is going to kind of come from uh, this announcement. Um, And I think initially, it's not a lot. That's point one. I don't think a whole lot is going to happen instantaneously beyond a bunch of posturing and talking. Um, Meta... It keeps talking about uh, building uh, this world, but ultimately what they needed to build quickly was this fantasy because they needed to pivot their brand perception. But I think things are going to quiet down far before um, they ramp back up. So the the, the, uh, the the forward movement right now is going to be in posturing and in rhetoric, and it's going to be a lot of behind the scenes work before we actually see a lot of this stuff that specifically this keynote talked about uh, come to fruition in any sort of practical way. I disagree. Respectfully. <laughs> okay, fine. What is, so what, right off the bat, where do you think the motion is going to be? Where do you think the movement is going to happen? So I don't think that there's going to be movement towards, towards the metaverse. They're going to be building this out. They already have, um, quite a few metaverse uh, type situations. And, All and the they Oculus stuff used, and virtual yeah, they, board they, I rooms. Mean, hell, they bought Oculus for $2 billion. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
they're going they're going to do something with it you know you're doing something with it and but here's the here's the problem that facebook has that they're they've taken this approach of rebranding and putting the focus on moving into meta and i think they're they put the cart before the horse because they haven't addressed the 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 major issues that's getting them in trouble and let's be honest right now there are several bills going through Mm -hmm. congress that are geared towards facebook yeah and you're talking about a solution that's 10 years away. Yeah. I mean, government moves slow. Let's, <laughs> I mean, that's, nobody's saying anything opposite of that, but they're not gonna move that slow. This is why I think not a lot's gonna happen initially is because we're gonna be so bogged down in the he said, she said, and the policymaking and all this stuff. Like, can Facebook really move forward with a lot of this stuff that they're that they're proposing to wanna put out if they're still hamstrung by all these class action suits and, and, and you know, laws coming but down the that's, pipe? Yeah, that's my point. They put the, the fact that they're wanting to move into the metaverse out too quickly. Yeah. Okay, because now they're having to have the conversation in two arenas. Mm-hmm. Here's what we're doing in Facebook right now to address the congressional issues. And here's what we're going to do in the metaverse to address the congressional issues. Mm-hmm. Like now you're having to answer the question twice versus once, and it's going to create confusion. Yeah. And people are going to get very frustrated and very jaded with it. Yeah, which is why I think that Facebook's not going to be able to move forward with a lot of this stuff for a few years. We're going to be stuck in conversations and litigations and bill writing. And it, Facebook's, when you look at all of the, 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 the claims that Facebook made in their keynote about what's coming down the pipe for the future of the embodied internet and the future of their platforms that you just said it they did it too early because they're not going to be able to act on it in any sort of meaningful way until all of this stuff shakes out okay now i'm going to play devil's advocate to what i just said (laughs) okay they don't have a choice but to move it since they've put it out there so early now they have they don't have a choice but to move quickly So because I was just listening to a podcast with Mark Zuckerberg on it right before we jumped on this this one, Mm -hmm. and he was talking about, do you know what the biggest problem facing technology is moving towards the metaverse? What? Let's see if you can get it. The biggest problem facing technology, um, planned obsolescence. The fact that you put something out and then it's obsolete immediately. No, the the code, the the direction, the desire, um, everything that's all already here. The technology's here to do it. You know what? The the one thing that's holding it back is perception, like public, how the public would use it. No, it's it's the building of the glasses. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right. Because you can have the Oculus, but like the guy, the podcaster brought up, who wants to wear an Oculus all day long? All day long. And these other glasses that are going to be the augmented reality ones where you can just see augmented reality things in your day to day life. And it's not all virtual. And, And his comment, Mark Zuckerberg's comment was, we have to basically take a super... Uh, supercomputer and put it into the frame of glasses that is three millimeters thick. Mm-hmm. How do you get the technology technology miniaturized enough to make it realistic? Yeah. 
Well, so then I think you're proving my point all over again, is that even though they have to move forward on a lot of this stuff, and they pretty much have to be all in on it, we're still not going to see anything happen for a few years. Not practically, not as far as us living our day-to-day lives. Not We are not practically going to see changes to the way we interact with Meta or any of Facebook's uh, physical embody like any of any of the Facebook companies. That is not going to change for at least another half decade. So then we get back to that question that you were talking uh, but about. I still, why did I, they announce it? I don't think we'll have a tangible physical direction change, but yeah. there are companies out there now that are going, oh, crap, we got to invest in this now. True. Face, Facebook has pushed this issue to the forefront. So mm-hmm. now you're going to have the race to who's going to be in the meta first. Oh, who's man. going to own meta market share versus two-dimensional and basic internet market Man, share. You teed up my next point so freaking well. Like it's just it's like you know what's it's, coming. It's almost like I have the notes in front of me. Shh, stop breaking the fourth wall. It was just it's oh, just a, it was just a coincidence. No, so my second point is that um that whether or not we have something to see tangibly, people are going to start moving in that direction, particularly in the foreground, in the background, you're right. All of these big companies and 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 technology companies and coding companies are going to be clamoring for market share to start inventing a lot of this stuff. But the first people who uh, outwardly are going to start moving that way are the content creators and influencers. the The people who have made their fortune and their living off of. Uh, social media. I think that we're going to see a big push. And I think Facebook's going to fund a lot of this. They're going to find influencers that are willing to jump on with them. And in content creators and influencers are going to be encouraged to start creating content in the virtual reality space. We're already seeing it with gaming. Um, I think we're going to start seeing it in more places. I, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I think it's going to be harder for influencers to get there. Um, early um because but they have to because that's how they make their fortune is being early adopters but but they have to but they can't get there too early either true like if you get there too early and and this brings up one of my great questions about the metaverse okay so you just teed up my question Uh facebook isn't going to go into the metaverse out of the kindness of their hearts (laughs) the desire to see all of humanity interconnected and living socially in virtual reality yeah so how is the metaverse going to be monetized which that's interesting that's something that actually jumps to my third point Uh, man we're just bouncing one off the other back and forth well but but before you go too far that you know there's several companies that are already there okay they're already in the the metaverse. Yeah, I mean, Epic their Games. Moment. Yeah, Epic Games for one. I mean, but between Roblox, Fortnite, Animal Crossings, the New Horizons. I mean, they all have as- aspects of the metaverse there. So my my question is, even in the interview, you know, the Mark Zuckerberg brought up the fact that you know this isn't going to be an environment just for gaming mm-hmm. and everything else. Could could the argument be made that it is a better gaming environment than it is anything else? I mean, oh, yeah. can you can you realistically, you know, how does this work outside of the gaming industry? And of course, I mean, there there's a lot he put in lots of things like you can use it for exercising, you can use it for all these different things, but no one's gonna um, want to do that. 
nobody's going to want to. My sweaty bald head does not need to have <laughs> to an, an Oculus, Oculus headset. <laughs> headset while I'm trying to work out. Oh, you know, it's going to slip right off of there. It's going to get gross. But the the other side of it is, you know, I could see where and I brought this up in. Uh, I think I brought it up in the break room where, you know, if you're in another if you've got a favorite team that you you go for, you can go to a bar setting where that's all that, that's there are team members or fans of that team. Yeah. You know, we have those bars now, depending in, on your on what uh, where you, you are in, and everything yeah. else, what city you live in. But you can sit in your living room. Uh, a client and I were were joking about this just this morning. You know, he goes, I could sit in my living room with my shirt off and my boxer shorts uh, and have a beer with a bunch of people in the the same bar. And we can all be cheering for the same team. Yeah. You'd be watching Premier League like, soccer yeah. in an English pub, but you're just on your couch. Yeah. 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 And, and the thing about it is he goes, nobody will see my beer belly. They'll see the six pack that I designed for it. <laughs> oh, that's so frightening. Oh, my gosh. But no, you're right. Like, even when it comes to sporting, like beyond online gaming, it's going to be sporting. It's going to be gaming. And this is this is kind of what all of these other like authors have postulated as well. I go back to Ready Player One, that whole the, the, that whole. Uh, universe in Ready Player One, um, what surrounded gaming. Like, yes, everybody went to school inside virtual reality. Everyone went to work inside virtual reality. But at the end of the day, the entire commerce of that universe existed around gaming. Um, and it's, it kind of seems like that's going to be the big mass appeal at first. Um, but yeah, I, I think, and this is, this goes into my third point is that I believe that businesses, uh, are going to be very slow to adopt the virtual space. There was a huge part of the keynote where Mark Zuckerberg well, talked about like how important it's going to be for the for for the remote worker, and you're going to be able to put on your headset and create the office that you want, and go into your conference room with all of the other people in your office and have real meaningful experiences. I think that is the furthest thing off. Um, in which which funny because it, it practically that's the that's probably the one that we already have right now uh, because in Oculus there was a beta that was based the virtual Zoom um, boardroom. And you could go on Zoom and you could be there in virtual reality. But I honestly think that is going to be the biggest barrier to mass adoption is this whole, oh, just live your normal life here in the metaverse. Like I... And, and and I think it does not only does it have something to do with it, the the space really not being primed for it like it is for things like gaming and creating realistic fantasies in a 3D space but most businesses who have adopted a remote work model just finally found the effective remote or hybrid model and they're not going to want to change it up again like if you came to me brian you said we're getting everyone oculus headsets and we're going to do all of our businesses in the the uh, all of our business in the virtual uh online zoom room i would just look at you like you were nuts i'm like we just finally figured out how to do work uh well and effectively on like zoom and microsoft teams why are we changing that up again and you know we're probably a company that's positioned to like we we could change it up right we're we're, we're agile we're 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 small we're we're all technically savvy i I can't even imagine uh, companies with with hundreds of people or in spaces that that don't necessarily deal with the, the digital space a lot. Well, and think about the expense that goes into that. If, if you got hundreds of employees, yeah, you know, you got to buy Oculus headsets things for, for them. You got to buy glasses for them. You got to buy the technology to be able to do it. 
um, on top of the computers that they use to get their work done yeah. on top of all the other, I mean, you know, at some point it's a little bit cost prohibitive, you know, and really kind of to your point and my point, as far as the monetizing goes now, of course, we're not in the, the metaverse yet and, and we don't know how this looks and, and, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, if you're listening to this podcast, um, you know, here, here's a free question for you. And, and that is really what does that monetization look like? Because for for a business like ours, where we're trying to drive leads and yeah. drive business to our clients right now, how are you going to be able to do that in the metaverse? Uh, obviously, you'll be able to click on something or or hit a button or whatever it might be, and it'll take you directly to that environment. Great. But who is the metaverse good for? Mm-hmm. You know, right now, the way that it's being built out, it sounds like it's lifestyle brands. Yeah, absolutely. Nike, Apple, Under Armour, um, Coca-Cola, um, mm-hmm. you know, what, whatever it is, it's lifestyle brands that you don't necessarily need a, a call to action for or that you're trying to get an immediate. I mean, these are things that have branding power. And so it sounds to me right now the way it's built out that it's going to be a big business environment and if that's the case and if that's the direction it goes what kind of pressure is it going to put on small business we're we're already being swallowed up by the internet Mm -hmm. and small business is struggling to keep up with big business on the internet yeah so you know what what is that going to look like yeah, and I think honestly, that's that's points four and five for me that uh, rolled up all in one. It's the next point was that I think uh, early efforts to further the metaverse concept are going to be commerce friendly, but they're not going to be advertiser friendly. And I think a big reason for that, which is point five, is continued privacy concerns around who has your information and what they're using it for. Because basically to to create an advertiser friendly metaverse, you have to basically uh, implement these targeting tactics almost even more targeted. Because if we're going to say that this is a real world that is creating a space that you would really want to live in, um, we have to basically, I, I would think that that would require meta gathering even more information on its users and to set up an advertising platform that would be successful i think that's going to be too much for a lot of people as far as as far as not believing that privacy is going to be a top concern uh, because as soon as you take it from 2d to 3d um, you and you start opening up um, people's data to be presented with ads and and tar- targeted promotional material in a 3d space i think that's going to be too much to ask of some people for buying in on the metaverse right now yeah well okay so let's talk commerce how are you going to do commerce in the the meta man i i mean it could i I think it could be as as kind of as as native as you go into your you go into your oh this is good so in in the keynote speech right you remember there was a bottle of sweet baby ray's barbecue randomly on mark zuckerberg's shelf holding up a book like that could be one way where potentially like you're walking around your office and you have every you have say on absolutely every piece of furniture uh, and paint on the wall and book on your shelf, except for that one piece of sweet ba- that one bottle of sweet baby raised barbecue sauce that's there because they paid for it to be in your office. No, I, I don't mean 
like that, I mean, what, how are you going to pay for it? What do you mean? Like money? Crypto? Is it going to be cryptocurrency? <laughs> oh, I don't know anything about cryptocurrency. Is it going to be U.S. dollars? Is it going uh, to be? I mean, now now you're talking about because there is a whole. I'm sitting here looking at it right now. There is a whole group of metaverse coins. Oh no, they're going to create a blockchain around metaverse, and you're going to pay for everything the, with metaverse coins. There's already. I mean, I'm sitting here going through it because I typed in what metaverse crypto do i use in the metaverse and it lists i'm looking at over 275 uh different metaverse coins that are that have already popped up in the last two weeks of people have, have created they've been up for a while uh, I remember the uh, facebook didn't invent the metaverse yeah. Well, the, the metaverse, so, they did, but of course they've been laying the seeds for forever so that when they try and in when they try and make this a reality, there's already the infrastructure for it. Right. I mean, you got some of these are that are trading at $3 a coin, $148 a coin, 0.166 dollars a coin. I mean, you know, $422 a, a coin for decentral games. I mean, so how are you going to take payment? How it, it, when you go into the metaverse, are you going to have to use meta cryptocurrency? I don't or, think they can or, do that. I don't think they can close that off that much. They're going to have to do it the way they do now and make all forms of uh, uh, all forms of money valuable. Like, right. Like, how do we pay for things in online right now in Facebook? How but do we crypto's place becoming so. But crypto is becoming so mainstream. I so mean, you, you walk can. into. I'm sure I you live will in, be able to, and there'll be upsides yeah. to doing so. But they can't make it to where you have to. That that's going to be too much I, of a barrier. Initially, I, I live in a small town that that has you know twelve thousand people in it, a suburb of a a larger town, of course. But I walked in there the other day. And I'm sure you you've seen them too. They got the crypto ATMs now, where you just. Pull your your cash out from your crypto. You just cashing your crypto, cashing your yeah. Shiba Inu, and, and, and right boom, there in the convenience store. <laughs> yeah. So you know uh, that that's one of the things that I still think needs to be flushed out with the, yeah. the metaverse yeah. is you know how are you going to to purchase thing? I mean, you have huge athlete athletic stars. I mean, Aaron Rodgers just converted some of his contract to um, Bitcoin. You know, there, there's a Chicago, I think it's a Chicago Bears guy who's taking 100% of his NFL paycheck in cryptocurrency. That's that is so volatile. And that's a whole other conversation on its own. But I, there's I just I don't know. Cryptocurrency to me just seems like it's a it's a house of cards like built on sand, because like if at any point, like because it is not real, because it's not physical, because it is not, you know, gold, silver, something physical. I mean, at any at any moment, it, it could all go away like there. I, I honestly do not know what is keeping like what wh wh you know. It, but I don't understand cryptocurrency as much. I think that is is going to be a huge part of the metaverse, uh, just because it it is kind of the new way that people are viewing currency and wealth, especially when we talk about things like NFTs uh, for artists um, and musicians and having whole virtual experiences where you are paying for experiences with uh, you know by purchasing an NFT or by paying in cryptocurrency. But I I think that they're going to need to make it a little bit backwards compatible with I don't know normal 
old people money um, to be able to get mass appeal to it. But I mean, who knows? This is all I am still of the mind that we are uh, five years off of even having this practically work out into something that affects us on a day to day basis. Yeah, but it's going to affect you more and more every single day because five years really is not that far off. Yeah, well, it is. It's an eternity in the digital space, but it's also not right. Like it, it's it's this weird, you know, the technology creates this weird bubble where at the same time, five years is an eternity and a day. Um, so yeah. we'll just have to see. I don't, I don't know. I am still very skeptical that we are going to see a lot come of any of this right off the bat. I think we're going to get a lot of posturing and a lot of conversation and a lot of uh, reporting on the class action suits and Facebook or sorry, Meta is going to keep feeding us uh, little breadcrumbs. But practically, um, I think that mass adoption of not the metaverse as a whole of like any of this stuff, I still think it's a ways off. Um but I guess what that those were that was all kind of my list of where I think this is going. And you responded to to what you think about each of those. But do you have one thing in particular that you think is going to come most immediately out of Facebook's move to create an embodied Internet? That that yes, I do. I, and here's what I think will be the most immediate move. I think you'll see a. Um, backlash against Facebook that is going to be fairly drastic. And, and and here's the problem. I think you have people that are holding on to Facebook by a thread right now. And I think this announcement and this move is going to be too much for, for some people to be able to maintain a confidence level in Facebook that will inspire them to continue to use it. I think that you will have some, I, I think you will have some, some companies that are going to come up and, and take a chunk out of Facebook right now. I, I mean, you already see it with TikTok. That's yeah. already happening. Um, I think that with all the uncertainty that, that goes into the internet right now in a, a time in which you are uh, experiencing the least amount of credibility in in this whole industry to announce something like this and make such a big push for it and, and everything else it just pushes it too far too fast for people to be comfortable with it. So here's the big question then. Uh, will Facebook overcome that stumbling block and in 10 years, will we be living in an embodied internet? No, I don't think so either. <laughs> no, I think I, that I think fa- Facebook's trying to to proactively maneuver against the inevitable decisions that are going to come down from the government. Yeah, and I think Google is doing a very good job of staying out of it, mm-hmm. <clears throat> keeping their heads down. Uh, you know, here's here's the flip side of this is you know and i brought this up in in the break room but you know google's got to be moving in this direction too or or they got to at least be preparing for this direction but google's gonna fight and lobby and do everything that they can to keep us from moving in this direction any faster than we need to until google has figured out how it, it will control the metaverse like it controls the internet right now 
Yeah. There's there's going to be so many barriers, and that's that's even a whole other conversation in itself. Is how do the other giants like Amazon and Google yeah. pivot to be a part of it? But yeah, I, Amazon honestly, doesn't want Amazon want doesn't to want to go it. this direction. Yeah, no. I, I wouldn't think so. But that I I think um, I think Facebook has misread the room, mm-hmm. and they they've missed they they they're going to get their bluff called. And it's not going to be pretty. But, you know, I was just looking. You you made a comment earlier, or I made a comment earlier, one of the two, on uh, Facebook and all the companies it owns and, and everything else. And it is insane what they own. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. I mean, they own $410 billion worth of businesses. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think, well, that's why I think even if we don't end up in uh, the, this this fully realized vision of an embodied internet and the metaverse, I think that because Facebook has their hands in so many things, sorry, Meta has their hands in so many things, I think that when we look back on this five, 10 years down the road, we are going to see elements that uh, are from this kind of original plan and this original idea. But I think ultimately, they're all still going to exist, um, you know, within a 2D internet and in the real world. Um, I think we'll see little glimmers uh, of inspiration come from this, and it'll move technology forward. And it'll have a a few implications on the way that we interact online. Um, But but my 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 thought is that that's kind of it. And that while all of this stuff that's owned by Facebook, all these companies are going to push to adopt a lot of this um that ultimately it's going to be it's it's going to be uh less of a final realized ecosystem and more of a bunch of ideas that realize themselves in different ways over the next decade yeah and you know i mean it's interesting i I was sitting there i was listening to you but i was also looking at uh all the different businesses that they they have owned I'm, i'm looking at this um this graph and it names what year they bought it and how much they paid for it and and everything else. And you're looking at it and you're going, Oh my God, had I been paying attention, had I known all of this stuff, you would not be shocked at all that they're moving in this direction. Yeah. And, but it's also scary on some of the things that they own. They own a lot of technology on, um, data gathering, mm-hmm. profile oh, yeah, they building, have to, yeah. um, you know, entities that, that focus on tracking us. So you sit there and you look at that and you go, Oh my God. And then you listen to some of the comments that he's made about how we want to, um, get a full embodied internet in which we can provide you the environments that are most conducive to your habits. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there and I mean, I read that just a second ago and I'm sitting there going, okay, so now they're tracking us and know enough to know exactly what we want to see, how we want to feel, what we want to listen to. That was the point I made earlier is that's going to be too much for people. This idea of the, the online avatar right now, it's still just this ethereal idea that all of your basic information is out there somewhere. Now it's going to feel like your physical personage is something that is completely up for grabs for being, uh, for being codified um and yeah i think oh we we talked about it earlier but that's going to be i think too much for people you know what they bought last year they bought a blockchain company a virtual shopping technology and a 
customer service chatbot. So that's what you were saying, that they're going to basically create a whole commerce system. in the, that, That's a commerce system right there. That's a full-fledged yep. commerce system that they could put into virtual reality. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's all, it, Facebook isn't stupid. Right, that they, they of course have 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 created a, a, an ecosystem to where they can begin to implement all of these different um, all of these different ideas that they have. So um, no, it's oh, interesting. sorry, there's one more. They they just paid a billion dollars in September for a company that translates movements and natural impulses into augmented reality yeah, haptics they're going to create it's, it's ready player one guys they're going to create haptic suits so that we can feel things not just see things it's i mean it really is it really is they're trying to recreate ready player one they they are an incredibly powerful company with without uh barriers uh to people's adoption of this they would probably be able to do it within 10 years, but it's it's the the legislation, it's people's mistrust, it's people's in a, uh, people not are, are not going to want to kind of buy in on this virtual reality life, I don't think, in the way that they're hoping people will. But I think ultimately it we're two weeks into this. Uh, at least officially, right? Uh, officially, Facebook rolling this all out. So we are just gonna have to see. I think. Thanks everyone for tuning in. That was, I think that that was a that was a good conversation. It was a little longer, but I think that this is what people are talking about right now. Um, as as a podcast called Life of the Brand, I think it's important that we we talk about these brands. We talk about what it means to make these sorts of changes that will ultimately have massive implications for how you're perceived and how everyone else perceives um, the, the way that you do business. So um, yeah, uh, that that's that's kind of our thoughts on meta right off the bat i think kind of between this and the break room that's pretty much all of our um all of our opinions on that that we have right now but hey we're going to keep following this um we'll do some follow-ups as more stuff comes out we'd encourage you uh if you're a business owner who's listening if you are a media professional who's listening just anyone who's listening do research be uh be part of the full understanding of what is going on um, and uh, then decide uh, for yourselves where you're going to go with that. So thanks, Brian. Thanks for jumping on. Hey, thank you. And thanks everyone else for listening. And uh, we will see you on the next episode.